WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC. It's Monday, July 31st. Here's the midday news from Lance Lucky. New Jersey Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver has been hospitalized and can't currently carry out her duties of acting governor, according to a spokesperson for the administration. Oliver had been filling in for Governor Phil Murphy, who's on vacation overseas. He's scheduled to come back August 13th. State Senate President Nick Scutari is now serving as acting governor of New Jersey. There's no word yet on why Lieutenant Governor Oliver is hospitalized. Governor Murphy hasn't announced any plans to cut his vacation short, though, and said he's wishing his partner in government a speedy recovery. Scutari also briefly served as acting governor twice last year when both Murphy and Oliver were out of town. Housing Works says its legal cannabis dispensary made $12 million in its first six months. That's double what the nonprofit was expecting, according to President Matthew Bernardo. He attributes the shop's success to its ability to set itself apart. I think being the first, uh, basically getting people to understand our mission. So, you know, uh, where, where the money goes, which is a, a little different than the rest of the cannabis options. Housing Works is planning to use its revenue to support its programming, including housing and job training for people coming out of prison. The shop has generated $1.8 million in sales tax revenue for the state. Part of Mayor Adams' war on rats, fewer garbage bags are expected on city sidewalks. Starting tomorrow, all food-related businesses in the city must use hard containers with tight-fitting lids when they put their trash out for collection. That includes restaurants, food wholesalers, grocery stores, and bodegas but will not apply to places that use their own loading docks for trash pickup. It's 80 degrees right now. We'll be near 84 this afternoon and lots of sunshine and low humidity. This is WNYC. What should I play? I haven't even tried this piano yet. Why don't we play a little bit of a piece that I think you might know? It's a new season of the Open Ears Project. I'm Terence McKnight, here with stories from people who share the piece of classical music that guided them through some of the most important chapters in their lives. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. For WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. Many New Yorkers are looking for ways to stay cool, but cooling off in one of New York City's free public swimming areas has become increasingly difficult. 
A lifeguard shortage combined with a lack of functioning public pools have decreased the availability of a place to swim and made for long lines and crowded lanes. Here with us now to talk about the situation is Katie Honan. She's a senior reporter for the City News site. Katie, there was a time in the 50s and 60s when the city had many pools and even pools on wheels. They'd roll around to underserved areas. But that was mostly phased out, and today there's a scarcity of that. An editorial in the New York Times yesterday mentioned in the Bronx there's only about one pool for every 175,000 residents. The city council says the Parks Department maintains around 91 public pools across the city. Why are there so few pools relative to the population? You know, that's an excellent question, and I was uh spend a few hours this morning trying to figure out exactly why. And, and I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I look at a place like Queens, the second most populous borough and physically the largest. Mm-hmm. It has seven outdoor pools. Um, and, and one of them, Astoria Park Pool, uh, is closed this summer for renovations. So I don't know why. You know, I guess you can point to the fact that the Parks Department has less than 1% of the city's uh, annual budget. Um, the cost to build new pools, you know, the mayor allocated $55 million to renovate and build a pool at Roy Wilkins uh, Recreation Center. That's a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. I know looking back at the the 1930s, 1936 was a big year for New York City. Eleven outdoor pools opened. Some of the other pools that, that had previously been bathhouses in the city, they were taken over by the Parks Department. But I don't know why there are so few. I mean, maybe because we do have 14 miles of beaches. Um, that might be why a place like Queens with 11 miles of protected beaches, protected as far as where lifeguards patrol. Um, maybe that's why they didn't build more pools in a borough like that. But it is... Um, not a lot of pools. The city's Parks Department, Katie, said it will extend pool hours until 8 o'clock in the evening during this heat wave, but it didn't do the same for beaches you were talking about now. What does that mean for New Yorkers with little to no free pool access? I think it's difficult for people. Um, you know, I, I view it, and it's people I spoke with view it as it's, it's a harm reduction tactic. You know, people are still going to go to the beaches in the evening. Um, They're going to go after 6 p.m., which is when lifeguards go off duty. Um, So even extending beaches an extra hour for the protection, um, the parks departments that look, you know, they have 800 lifeguards, which is fewer than the 14 to 1500 that they ideally would like to have. Beaches, of course, obviously are a less controlled environment than a pool. You're dealing with other things. You're looking looking at rip currents. You're looking at um, marine life. Uh, There's a lot of work for a beach lifeguard to do and obviously being in the sun for that for even an additional hour could be very difficult. But the lifeguard shortage obviously plays some role in this because if you had more lifeguards, you could perhaps split shifts or patrol differently. You know, you mentioned in your reporting that 16 city council districts don't have any public pools within a 15 minute walk from them. What's that breakdown borough to borough? It's so the the borough with the most pools is Manhattan outdoor pools. Uh, the Bronx has nine, Brooklyn has fourteen, Queens has seven, Staten Island has seven, and Manhattan has sixteen. Um, and this includes you know some mini pools, um, indoor pools as well uh, that these places have. So it's not a lot of pools, and also a lot of the pools have issues. They're old, you know. Um, looking to the eleven outdoor pools built in the nineteen thirties under the WPA, like. That was a long time ago, obviously. So these right. pools need maintenance. Um, even uh, the pool in the Flushing Aquatic Center indoor pool, it reopened after a long time, but is also set to close again for further renovation. So you're constantly in this, you're in this constant state of renovation um, and, ma- and maintenance um, to meet to meet that demand. 
I want to go back to the lifeguard situation you were talking about. It continues to spark safety concerns and has led to swim classes and summer camps shutting down their swim. What is the city doing about all this? They're trying to, you know, this past winter, uh, if you're looking at it through two seasons, summer and winter, um, the winter they were working on recruitment. Um, They made the qualifying exam a little bit easier. If you were trying to be lifeguard and you didn't make the qualifying exam time, they gave you more training. They're really trying to increase um, the number of lifeguards there. But as been widely reported by myself and others, been investigated by the city itself, by the Department of Investigation, there are really serious issues with the quote-unquote lifeguard school, which is mainly controlled by the city's lifeguard, the two unions that control the lifeguards, the lifeguards and the lifeguard supervisors under DC 37. You know, I speak to lifeguards all the time who, if they've spoken out about things that they don't like in the union, they've been retaliated against, they can't get CPR training. You have a lot of people working at lifeguard school that, you know, if there's a shortage of chiefs, which I reported last week, why not put the people from the lifeguard schools down at the beach? Um, this is a large issue that's that's been going on since the 1980s, and it's been very difficult for the city to, as many changes that they make, they're still sort of blocked by these challenges within the, the people that control this. Katie Honan is a senior reporter for the news site, The City. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.